and dad head off to work. All right, welcome to episode seven, Slightly Toasted. We're back. Excited to be back. Uh, four guys drinking wine, talking about wine, laughing about wine, telling some stories about wine. We're, we're glad you joined us. If this is your first time with us, welcome. If this is your seventh time with us, we, uh, we appreciate your, uh, your return and we'd love to hear from you. Uh, my name is Chris. I'm David. I'm Keith. I'm Mike. And as usual, we, or I shouldn't say as usual, we try as usual to come up with uh, a rather interesting topic, a, an interesting uh, discussion point to, to talk about on, on one, each one of these. Hopefully each one is a little unique and we don't go on too crazy tangents, but that would be okay if we did. So this one I think is a really good one. I think it's uh, it, it kind of speaks to probably what a lot of people are looking for in regards to what they're... Uh, when they go buy wines and things like that. So who wants to tell, tell us a little bit about what our, uh, what our podcast tonight is about? Well, we have uh, become kind of wine snobby in the last couple of years, so um, try not to be that way. There's plenty of wines that you can buy that are definitely at the $20 price point that are that we, that we think are, are good, and we, we just want to try some. Actually, I don't think that we've had these, so we we looked at some ratings. And and kind of tried to look for wines available at major retailers. It was basically hit a price point, go to grocery stores, Target, uh, you know, large wholesalers or large stores that are prevalent everywhere. So not trying to find some niche wine that you can only find if you know some guy that knows the importer from Yugoslavia, but just what is available everywhere. You know what? (laughs) Dang. Now i got to find another. Uh, But trying to find what everyone can find and really where you might be able to get the most bang for your buck. Yep. And so the price point was 20 bucks, major retailer, so something that is probably... Mass-produced, I guess you could probably classify it as Definitely. Um, like readily available. So you're looking at, you know, if this isn't something where 400 cases of it were produced, this is more like 20,000. Yeah, 400,000. Uh, yeah, something yeah. along those lines. So, so readily available, probably pretty, pretty easily, and that was kind of the goal. So the first one we've got up, David. I think this is what you brought. Yeah, I, I got this at local grocery store, Kroger, or Kroger's in the south. And it is Or a, as my mother-in-law would call it. It's a blend, um, California blend by Bogle Winery, which is everywhere. Costco, uh, it's readily available everywhere. Uh, Sam's, you name it. This this wine is called Phantom, and it's uh, it is right at twenty bucks. It looks like it's a little bit um, a little bit above their typical. Price point, um, but you know, I checked out the, the ratings on Vivino. It's four four point oh twenty over twenty two hundred ratings. Oh wow! So a lot of people have tried it and wrote a review on it. So and what were the gist of the reviews on Vivino before we kind of try it and give our own opinion? Um, that that it was a uh, kind of a. A lot of people said it's a light blend. In the glass, to me, it looks like it's a little, it's a little dark. <laughs> yes, but um, so, so who knows who does these reviews? But um, but just what Zinfandel, kind of a Zinfandel heavy blend with Mavedre and um, a couple other, mm-hmm. make it a kitchen sink. But I think it's I think it's Zinfandel 
Um, it's a predominant grape in it. And cool bottle. Cool bottle. Yeah. It looks like they've got a little uh, marketing um, presence going on on the back where you can download a, a picture, scan it, and experience some phantom stories. So oh, really? Kind of, kind of some... Uh, not some, not not to the level of Blanton's, obviously, but some marketing, <laughs> some marketing action going on on the bottle there. Can we do yeah. like a TikTok or something like that? I, I or the Nineteen <laughs> Crimes with the guy like you, right? Right. Yeah, something along those lines. Enhanced reality where he starts snarling at you. <laughs> I mean, this is as dark as a Syrah. I mean, when you look yes. at it, if I didn't know any better, I'd be like, this is a, you know, some sort of Syrah blend. And it's a 2016 um, blend. And you paid just under 20 bucks. Yeah, it was right at 1999. Mm-hmm. So. And I will say that Bogle, um, the Merlot, is probably one of the more prevalent bottles you see. If anybody who has ever, you know, been shopping for wine, you've probably seen it, maybe even had it. I know it's like a it's like a seven or eight dollar dollar bottle of wine uh-huh. um, at Kroger. So that's the the standard Merlot that they have. So this is, um, and you said it was a, a blend of what again? Uh, Zinfandel is the dominant predominantly, and then it's Mavedra. Um, it's an interesting sure blending partner. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure what... There was yeah. one other major one. I'm not sure what the other one was, but... Well, I get, when I taste it, tobacco immediately. That's kind of what I'm getting right off the start. I get oak. Uh, it's definitely oaky. It's definitely oaky. Which, again, it could get... that could be into the tobacco as it mm-hmm. ages a bit. Yeah, they say you should be getting wild berries and black pepper framed by the influence of oak. With baking spice and a hint of toasty vanilla. I do get some black pepper on the nose. No mention of tobacco. No. <laughs> Fleeting glimpses of muddy work boots and blue jeans. Didn't taste that though. I mean, I'm not getting denim off the, right, uh, right. Off the palate. I don't know that I've ever tasted denim. Yeah. It's probably a good thing. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a little peppery and oaky. Absolutely uh, on the pepper. Yep. It's not bad. It's a 14, 14 and a half, so it's not... Yeah. uh, For a Zin, usually, like a California Zin that's mass-produced, you would expect it to be uh, a little more... I expected it to be oaky. Uh, It's oaky. (laughs) Yeah. I definitely... But I was thinking in 2016, there's maybe a better shot that it was a little lighter, but... There's nothing phantom about the oak. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's what the market wants these days. Yeah, it's, it's... not as um, like dry as I thought it would be. And you've had this open for a while too, right? For about an hour. Um, probably a little bit less than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, about a half hour, yeah. So you got this at Kroger, so this could be found literally like anywhere. Yeah, I like think if this you is... want this, you can get it. Is this? Would you buy this again for twenty bucks? Would anybody pay twenty bucks? Is this a twenty dollar bottle of wine? Is it something you sit around drink by itself? Is it something you try to eat with uh, maybe like a, some ribs? It seems like a, yeah, a, I don't know. a something I you blend. I don't know. Maybe with some ribs. Uh, it's The oak for me is a little heavy. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it, it's an inferior way into wine. People love their oak, and it does help soften the tannins and other things. But uh, it's... I kind of, it's one of those things, more personal preference. I've used to love oaky Chardonnays, and that was one of my entry ways. And oaky, the oakier, the the more buttery, the more I liked it. And now I've kind of, like, as my palate has evolved, I've probably kind of swung the other way on the pendulum and are looking for things. So that three years ago, if you tried this, you, I would you'd be like, like I'd, I'd, over it. 
Yeah. Yeah. I would have thought much different. I, mean, no, I like, agree, too. Yeah. You don't like Orville Redenbacher as Chardonnay anymore? Unfortunately, no. Well, no. I, <laughs> I've come from the Butter Bombs and the uh, La Cremas to more of a Chablis style. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, the crisp. Green apples. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, this isn't bad at all. I think no. I think this is perfect if you're going to like a gathering. I mean, that's what kind of to me these bottles, you know, right? You know, exactly. are too. If you're going to go, it's a crowd, crowd pleaser. pleaser, exactly right. And you want something that's like, you know, I think a lot of people would like this. I think oh, without I a doubt. think a lot of people would like yeah. this. And to Chris's point, I think you could really just open this in at a party and yeah. no matter what kind of app is out or whatever you can almost you know got a lot of flavor yeah. there's yep. a lot go- I mean there's a lot going on mm-hmm. in this wine and again we're sitting here around a table drinking this instead of having with a, a cheese plate or anything mm-hmm. else or a burger I've been nibbling on the rice that's holding up the microphone well you know it's brown rice it's, it is it's definitely a, a burger is a good call yeah no, that is a good call yeah. yeah I would agree five guys and and this mm-hmm. might totally uh, step it up a notch of three. Yeah, and, and I don't know if it if this stays open for you know two more hours or, or if it's decanted. If it's if it turns out any better, um, I mean it, it could mellow out a little bit. But, mm-hmm. but no, it, it's not bad. I don't think it's. I think it's kind of mellow already. Though, yeah, it actually. is. It I is pretty mellow. I was surprised I mean, when I first had it how um, I want to say like smooth isn't the right. Word, but it wasn't like didn't approachable. Yeah, it didn't yeah, like hit me. You know, it's not tan. Um, no, no, not at all. Um, no, I definitely see why it gets a four zero in Vivino. I think a lot of people, or for as many people as drink it, you know, for twenty yeah. bucks. Sure. Screw top. Yeah. Plus, yeah. I like it. The bottle is really cool. And Mike's bringing a screw top that is not from. Uh, New Zealand, South of yeah. Australia. From South so of before we move on to wine number two, I think we would say wine number one, the Phantom from Bogle. Pretty good, pretty solid. Worth the, yeah. the roughly 20 bucks. And I would buy it again. I, I would say you're not spending too terribly into their marketing campaign against the wine itself. Mm-hmm. Good yeah, stuff. It was successful. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Or is mass produced yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've had Vogel wines before. Um, Trying to remember where. What was the wine we had at Union Hill Grill? Was that that was blue blue something? Never mind. It's a little BMW. Yeah, right. it's been around a while. It's been around, yeah. All right, so wine number two, Mike. We've got looks like a Pinot. Yes. Let me go ahead and pour it. Sure thing. And I'll just. And where did you get this? I got this at Target. I'll say up front, this actually was very, was almost when I got, so I, I went another way, and I'll explain it when my wine comes around, but this was a close number two when I was making that decision. Which, mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is a wine I've had before. I think we've all had this before. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, the label it's a, looks really familiar. Yeah, A to Z, it's an Oregon Pinot, it's mm-hmm. not a speci- It's not specified as Willamette, I doubt that there's anything Willamette about it, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe someone from Willamette moved somewhere else in Oregon and made it. Um, it. But it's uh, you know, it's actually pretty fair. It's a 2015. It actually is the highest rated one on Parker because yes, I'm a Parker snob, and I did have to see if it was on there. It got an 89 from Parker, which is you know, what year is it? A high B. It's um, 2015. 2015. Yeah. 2015. It only got like a 3.7 or 3.8, something like that, on Vino. Um, it had like 2,200 ratings though. 
Um, and I think Pinot, maybe sometimes people, especially Oregon Pinot, can have a little funk to it. Um, so it may be a little bit of a turnoff to some folks, but I think it's um, a crowd pleaser. It does have the screw top, so if you're on your way to a impromptu yeah. something or other, you don't have a corkscrew with you, you need to get in the car. You're in the car, you're, in the car, you're going out on a road trip or something. Right. Don't do that, <laughs> listeners, please. Uh, but um, Wait till you arrive. Yes, exactly right. Impromptu picnic with your loved one. Forgot the, the corkscrew. Anyway. So I am uh, in that love-hate phase with Pinots, I have to say. I'm, I'm, I was, for a while, loved them. Mm-hmm. You know, for some reason, I, I just couldn't get enough of them. I mean, I've got a, I've got a lot of Joseph Phelps. I've got Addicts. I've got all these Pinots that are at home. And I good hope, ones. Yeah, they're really good ones. And I hope that they haven't, you know, hit my palate like uh, some of these other Pinots that we've had. But this... You mentioned the funk. That's uh, obviously that that forced yeah. for kind of yep. you know mm-hmm. traditional Pinot, um, you know flavor that you get. It's it's there, but it's not it's, like the yeah, first thing you no. get. It's not like it smacks you in the face or anything like that. So this, I mean, it's, at first yeah. first taste, I this is good. I like yeah. this. This is a fair representation of, of Pinot, I think, for for twenty bucks. It's tart. Um, you got like tart cherry, maybe mm-hmm. a little cranberry. There's a slight funkiness, slight earthiness about it, but it's not overwhelming. Um, it's very approachable. It's um, easy to drink. Yeah, you know, definitely I think that it's... cherry flavor with a little, like you said, the tartness, yeah. a little yeah. bit of the funk, but not much at all. No, yeah. this is, uh... I think there's a, I think there's a touch of oak on this that they use to. And typically with Pinots, you're not going to get a lot of oak. You you mm-hmm. want the full, but I think. With the wine, the grapes are sourcing. They use a bit of oak so that it mellows out those, you know, those forceful flares, that barnyard kind of thing mm-hmm. that a Pinot can smack you up in the the face with. Uh, but that being said, this is this is a a solid Pinot at twenty dollars. Yeah, I've had yeah. it before. I bought you know when I'm in that mood and I'm at that price point. This is when I reach for. And almost did for is this. Is that about what you paid for this? Twenty. I paid nineteen ninety nine for for this at Target. Um, beautifully balanced, the bottle says. Aromatic and delicious. This wine makes food sing, and sometimes your guests too. So be careful. <laughs> yeah, Tread lightly, that's, people. That's right. We don't want. It's from Newburgh, Oregon. A to Z WineWorks.com. Karaoke could break out at any. That's hour. right. Yeah. Let's break it out, man. Let's do I, it. I'll, I'll agree. It balance wise, to yeah. me, yes. it's because, like you said. There's oak on it. It's a hint and and yeah. needed yeah. probably, but it's you know this is this is a nice, pretty good structure for that price as a yeah. deal at twenty bucks. And it's a good contrast to the Phantom, right? Which Agreed. is a different yeah, style of wine entirely. It's a lot more. And so you kind of go from that to this, and it's, it actually works well to kind of really taste the difference in the, the predominant zin with and I'll say good amount of oak for you, Chris. I went through the same kind of dip on Pinots. Mm-hmm. I, I used to love them. Then I went through a phase where I like really was like aiming for cabs, and I went crazy for Chateau Neuf de Pop and uh, Southern Rhones. And really, across this summer, I kind of like rediscovered love for Pinots. So hold on to those, or if you want to send them, it'll come back. Yeah, no, it'll, it'll definitely come back. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't fear that you're. Your cellar's going to waste, or you're just going to handle it. Right, right. No, I mean it's it'll it'll come back. I think just some of the ones I've had recently have been have such a yeah. that funk. From where? 
trying to remember what we've had. Is it an Oregon or Oregon? Yeah, they they definitely Oregon. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, like, the California Pinots don't have that yeah, as right. much as the Oregon yeah. Pinots do, right? So I think that I can't remember specifically off the top of my head which yeah. ones, but um, but yeah, and, it's, and you're right. Yeah. Your palate evolves I, and, and yeah, things like and, that. And so, I kind of like that. I mean, mm-hmm. with the Oregon ones, I like that. Ooh, I think this is a Willamette. Yeah. And that's yeah. back. There was a while where I was right where you are. You have to be in the mood sometimes for a Willamette Pinot, you know? To yeah. me, like, I, I, I can always drink a, like, Northern California Pinot, mm-hmm. like a Sonoma Coast Pinot or Russian, you know, Russian River or, um, you know, Santa Rita Hills or whatever. You know, all the Northern California Pinots. If you look at my Vivino ratings, they're, like, all, like, four pluses on almost all of them. And then some of the Willamettes, I mean, you'll see, because, like you said, you just get them sometimes, like, oh, I yeah. feel like I'm just eating the earth right now, and it's just not. Yeah, very good. Very earthy. Some of them, like the like mm-hmm. the Antica Terras, though, are like no, those are stupid, and they those are, are ridiculous. They are ridiculous, and they're earthy, and they're well structured and balanced, and but yeah, that's um, that that is a master of work, and you're paying for it. But uh, on the Pinot episode, though, that we did, you should listen to it, listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, the last one, the bonus Pinot that we opened up, that was. Super funk. None of us liked it. It was like the one that looked like a newspaper label. Yes. And that one, we were all like, "Cool." That, that, that was the Wagner related. Yeah, that's story. right. And yeah. we'd see yeah. that. To your point, that that is mm-hmm. exactly what you're describing. Kind which, of which, turn off, you know. To, to throw out another Camus conundrum, which is you see that popular. Yeah. Yes. It's mm-hmm. it's just above. It's twenty two bucks. Um, yeah. So I I wanted to keep it at twenty, but I haven't had conundrum, and I've. Oh really? I don't think, and I've and I know that it, I don't think that I've had it, but I know that a lot of people like it. It's it's pretty popular. Yeah. So I almost got that to just, just to. It's like a, a popular restaurant wine, right? Conundrum. I feel like mm-hmm. it's on a lot of. It's recognized. You're at like a mid-range yes. restaurant, like a cheesecake factory or something. You'll always see like a conundrum on it or whatever. Yeah. So would you all would drink the A to Z? You I would definitely. I would and do. Would. Yeah, this is. Huh? I, I said do. I would and do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I certainly would. I mean, especially at that price point, um, twenty bucks. Mm-hmm. You I, you could drink this. I, I haven't said this in a while about a Pinot. You could drink it standalone by itself, mm-hmm. um, but certainly with some food. I mean, this is this is great. It's really good. Really impressed. This is definitely a crowd pleaser. Yes. Mm-hmm. Good job, Tarje. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, and screw top wines. Who knew, right? Yeah. Screw top. Not yeah, a, not a great selection at Tarje, though, right? You know, I, I like I said, I was somewhat a little a time crunch, but um, they have the, just that one section at Target. Yeah. I mean, it's a big long aisle, so yeah, they yeah, have. Yeah. But I think like Kroger has a better wine selection. I would say that Publix yeah. has stepped up its game. They have a better Publix is our local supermarket here in the South. Um, you know, a good wine. Kroger's selection. very Kroger's interesting because. They have some autonomy in the stores or in the areas. Mm-hmm. Um, and shout out to Elizabeth Schneider if she happens to be listening to this with her own podcast, Wine for Normal People. Uh, she used to be an Atlanta resident and steered me to the Ainsley Park Kroger once upon a time that had a, a massive selection and a walk-in uh, cellar oh, no that actually in a Kroger had a uh, Grange. A Penfolds Grange, multiple yeah, well, bottles from Dale. Yeah, I think Kroger is really trying to like. They're the trying to yes. And, and wines. Hmm. You know, one thing that was interesting when I was checking out the wines on the when you look at the prices, so it gives you a price, and then over the side, really small, it says if you buy four, you pay yeah. this. 
I mean, yeah. I'm like, yeah. wait a minute. I didn't even realize you yeah. could do that at Kroger. Same thing at Target, too. Same thing. Wow. Four bottles, I think you get 10% off. Yeah. So that's so Target, do you feel if you go into Target anywhere, they have roughly the same wines? Because you said Kroger yeah. may be a little bit more independent than yeah. what they carry, but Target not so much. I think Target's going to be consistent. Yeah, a lot, a lot of, Josh. of Josh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Target's going to be consistent. I think that's why mm-hmm. I thought, you know. It would be good. Did you get your bottle, Chris, from Target? I got it from Kroger. Kroger, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah I thought Target would be good just because everyone, I mean, Target is all over the country. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was wrong earlier. Sorry, Canada. I thought you all still had Targets, but maybe, <laughs> actually, I'm not sorry, Canada, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't now. think they miss it. No. Um, but I tried to find a place that, you know, everyone had. Like a Whole well, Foods, or you like, he's close, got his from Trader Joe's. Mm-hmm. I feel like Trader Joe's is. Everywhere. But Kroger's everywhere because Kroger is, is owned by, um, is Kroger Kroger? Yeah, Kroger yeah. is Kroger, but they also own Rouse, like you said, don't they own like Safeway or, uh, I don't know. Did they Bruno's too? I know Bruno's was a, a big chain in Alabama. I can't, I don't know if Bruno's don't is know. still I think that's around gone. or not. I think that's gone. Because they used to have them here. They used to own Albertsons, right? Bruno's they used to have here? I thought Albertsons and Kroger that. were together. That I don't know. I, Kroger is a behemoth. I know that uh, my Kroger... Loyalty card has worked everywhere from Atlanta to uh, Denver to Seattle and elsewhere. Okay. So, mm. yeah, it's like City Market. Uh, I want maybe cash and carry food for less. I don't know. Somewhere that I have a bag that has like all the, the brands. There's well, a super well, you mentioned, I mean, you mentioned Kroger being independent and kind of mm-hmm. expanding mm-hmm. Their, their game a little bit. I mean, in the, they regularly stock. Camus Cab, mm-hmm. um, yes. Stags Artemis, and some other high-end ones, and then and they have a kind of a in their locked cooler section. Yeah, <laughs> they, they have, yeah. They have a, a number of other things. They've yeah. got some Camus Select and yeah. some other bottles that yeah. are in the hundred, hundred twenty, hundred forty range. Yeah, they have Farniente in there. They yeah. had Contessa in there. They had yeah, um, Insignia in there, like Keith just said. Um, so yeah, they have that case is kind of yeah. like, so shocking. Whatever your price point is, they yeah. can get they, you. They, they've got. Some I, I looked. I looked at it today. Have you guys ever had uh, Justin isosceles? Not the isosceles, no. Because that is how much is it's that? It's like sixty or yeah. sixty-five. They had it there. Only the uh, equilateral. It's supposed to be. It's supposed to be, really, it's supposed to be really good. I've never had it. I've had the Justin. Right, we've had the Justin. The regular Justin, yeah, which is like the twenty-one, twenty-two bucks, which is good. Oh. Really good. You're talking about QPR. That that's a great yeah yeah that's a great value. So in any of these purchases, when you were in Target or Kroger or wherever, um, did you talk to anybody? Did was there anybody around to help you out, or did you just want to peruse the the aisles and pick something out? I'm I'm gonna guess it was the latter. I was the only person looking at wine <laughs> at two o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. I did all I could not to talk to anyone. <laughs> So, so that's the big difference, right? I mean, you go to a total wine, you go into your local store, you're going to have somebody there who's like, can I help you find And I'll say, Trader Joe's, I've had great conversations, and those those guys have steered me uh, well in the past. Mm-hmm. This time, I just kind of wanted to, like, look through, and, and I'll talk, uh, we're going to do your wine next and, and finish up with mine. But, I, like, I kind of went in with a game plan and some thoughts, and I had some of uh, my preconceptions crushed too because it wasn't what i expected but uh i was more on a mission so i mm. did you have to wait in line to get in trader joe's not when i went i went thursday afternoon that that had been something that scared me mm. because 
And apparently they do a really good job at getting people through the store, and it is insanely popular. But here it is. It is early September in 2020. We are still uh, working our way through the pandemic, and Trader Joe's has been really solid on monitoring and, and limiting the number of people in their stores, and people line up. And I, I like Trader Joe's, but it's just not it's a tiny, that good. It's a tiny store. To, it is a tiny yeah, store. and I don't really want to stand in Georgia. Tiny store, they have tiny baskets. Well, that one, the one by <laughs> that we <laughs> the kids play. Oh, yeah. That's that's right. <laughs> the one by us is tiny. I'm sure that there are others. No. There. Are they all like that? I think that's, that's kind of the that's, yeah, really? yeah, that's their size. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The good, great thing about supermarket wine is I, I went to Kroger to get the A to Z, and I got a couple packages of Roa's meatballs. I got a birthday card, and they took my Kroger card, and I got 5% off. So boom. There you go. So if you buy at the supermarket, you can use your you know coupons and yeah, and I will say, get the, get everything you need. I am collecting points at Total Wine and for a lot of other purchases, and I'm still not quite sure what I get with that, other than maybe a, like a discount on a wine tasting at one of their stores. You might get a vacation home. That would be great. Yeah, at this point, <laughs> it's kind of like going to Dick's Sporting Goods. <laughs> I always, do you have a Dick's card? I do. Yeah. Yes. What does it get you? I've never... Yeah. You get like a $10 off thing in the mail now. After I buy something, and invariably, we go to Dick's, we get the, the $100 shoes for the kids, and come home the night, oh, look what we got in the mail. We could have used this yesterday. Yeah. Yes. And then it expires, and you know, it's like <laughs> yeah, the next <laughs> So yeah, it expires the, the day earlier. Right. <laughs> um, that's, that's funny. Well, speaking of Kroger's, that's where I went, and I wasn't sure what... I actually bought four wines to get the discount. David mentioned... Um, you know, the little fine print that says, if you buy four bottles, mix and match, you get 10% off. And I've seen that at Kroger. I've seen it at Total Wine. Usually they'll do six. Yeah. Um, you get, um, and I think it has to be their winery direct mm-hmm. type, yes. type of thing. So, and I brought that up too, because if you want to, if you want help picking out a wine, obviously the grocery store, the Target <laughs> is not really where you're going to go yeah. to, unless there's some creep, creep like one of us hanging out in the aisle. Yeah. <laughs> you really don't want that one. Yeah, exactly. I've only been maced twice this month. <laughs> so if you really want some serious help, Total Wine, one of your local wine shops that specializes, yeah. that's where you want to go. So, but if you're looking for something to grab quickly off the shelf, your grocery store is it. And so I brought this one. This is a, a, a wine that's by BV, which I think probably everybody has seen before, seen the label. It's a winery that's been around for forever. Quite a while. hundred years, mm-hmm. you know, technically. And they've got a pretty wide spectrum of wines. Kind of almost view them as like a, a Mandavi. Mm-hmm. They've got kind of your your uh, your price performers and then of course your wines that are, you know, a little more select. Yes. They're your reserves that are your $140, $180 wines. So I brought this because I think on the label in Kroger it says it's like $24, $26. Um, get a little bit of a discount. Then with the four you get, so I, I got it under 20 So I go. wanted to bring it because you can, if you kind of work the system a little bit, Look find some of these wine, wines that are a little at a higher price point and get them, get them down a little bit. So this is a BB Cab 2017. Um, it's, it's a blend, 83% Cab. It's got Syrah, Petite Syrah. It's kind of like your kitchen sink one a little bit. It's got... A, a lot of everything, including something called Toriga, oh. Charbono, yeah, 
couple of grapes to, to finish it out. So I hadn't, hadn't had a whole lot of experience with them. It's a 92 from Suckling, a 90 from Enthusiast. So obviously it's got some uh, yeah. some history there. And, and this is the 2017, I think 2016. Rates a little higher. It's priced a little more on Vivino. Vivino shows this as a $3.9, $28 average price. So I kind of got it for a steal. Nice. Like it's just under 20 bucks. <clears throat> yeah. um, and they're, uh, like I said, a, a Napa um, staple. In yeah. Rutherford is kind of where they've been st- stationed forever. So, um, so yeah, good good wine. I'm excited, and I'm excited about this because I've never had a BB wine that I can recall. So yeah. I'm looking forward to, to trying this. Yeah, our, our, so our BB story for the three of us when we went we went to Napa in 2018 is our, our, might have been our first day. I think it was our second day though. Intention to get a sign, get a, a picture next to the Napa Valley sign. Welcome to Napa signs. We yeah. pulled over. Look out! Look up! We're in front of the BB side. Yeah, the wrong side. Because yeah. <laughs> we, in our defense, we're coming from the north with the sign facing the other way, and it's there on the side of the the highway. Like, oh, there's a big sign. We pull over, and we're like, wow, oh, we have the place all to ourselves. Because yeah, we had to go through, little, go through a little mud. Yeah, I was no, about to say, yeah. there's a bunch of mud on the ground. I'm sure that went over well with the ladies. There is, uh, it, it was kind of fun. Yes. It's, it's off the comical. it's off the wine train. <laughs> It's a wine train stop, I believe. BV, Mondavi. Um, but they are around. They do have, a, I mean, they have a huge, like you were saying, Chris, You're selection right. of wine. So they say here that this is, expresses velvety layers of blackberry, ripe plum, and chocolate. Suckling says blackberries, currants, as well as iodine and redwood undertones. Medium body, creamy, and delicious. Shows real Napa character. Enthusiast um, says. Well-made red is smooth and widely appealing. Black cherry and vanilla blackberries flavors are juicy and lengthy. So, um, obviously, a lot of accolades for it. And for uh, if you can get it under that twenty dollars, I'd say it's a it's a pretty solid. I would agree. For a Napa cab, I mean, you're looking at this is probably about the lowest price point on a Napa cab that you can get. Um, So again, a a crowd pleaser if you want to kind of. Show up and look, you know, have some impressive gravitas. I got this Napa cab, right? But not break the bank. It's a good option. I'll say, honestly, I'm I'm pleasantly impressed with this one. I, I like it too. I think it's. Yeah. I've had a number of Napa cabs that come in that are mm-hmm. like some coming at the twenty dollar level, mm-hmm. and they're hammered with oak. I mean, yeah. to get to that price point, they're doing things with fruit that they're they're just trying to get either an accolade and like. It had kind of been informed my approach on this was a lot of that suddenly becomes marketing. If you were trying to say we're Napa Valley and we're available at $20, you know they've done something somewhere. With BV, it is, they've been around 100 years apparently, yeah. so yeah. they can do this because this is actually yeah pleasantly, uh, I'm pleasantly surprised on this one. Yeah, and, I would agree. And the I, I taste Mostly cab too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely yeah. get the graphite there, and mm-hmm. it, it tastes like. I mean, it's got yeah, it got all the little... Napa cab characteristics. I mean, there's a little oak yeah. on it, but it's it's definitely the most tannic of the the yes. three. I mean, certainly more than the Pinot, more than the the Zin blend Phantom, um, and this is a, a fair representation of like Napa cab. Yeah. Um, I think this is this is something I think needs some food with it. Yeah, um, I think it would do well. With a little fat, you know, yeah. some sharp cheese or something like that. Um, but it's really, it's pleasant. It's good. You got four of these? But it, they're not rough tannins. No, tannic. I got a... I mean, it's tannic, yeah, yeah. It's I not tannins. Yeah, it's not, it's not that tongue-puckering kind of 
<clears throat> everything else it is, is. I may go back and get four of them. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's a good, it's a good I house. I one of those off you, yeah. Mm-hmm. For a cat, I mean, yeah. It's, and for it's a 2017, which wasn't like a banner year out yeah. of Napa, it's, it's good too. So you add that to the El Eno mix. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, so 2016 is shaping up to be kind of a, a really good a really year, good year yes, for Napa yes, Cavs. Yes. And I know the 16 version of this, I think I saw the average price is in like mm-hmm. the low 60s. So certainly a much more expensive um, version. But um, but yeah, 2017s are still, I guess I guess you could say the jury's still out on most of them. But this one's a, a pretty good representation of what might I'd be, be curious more to, like, to come. To let one of those sit for three or four more years as a 2017 yeah. and see how the, if the tannins soften up, but that's a, that is a, a really good wine. Frankly, when I was like thinking about this and trying to do the supermarket sweep and look at $20 wines, I made a conscious decision that I was going to stay away from Napa cabs because of late. I've not liked anything at this wine at this range. And like, Part of that is, is it my snobbery? Is it that I've had more expensive and, and more refined ones? But I was not really happy mm-hmm. with any cabs that I was tasting at $20. And this is making me reevaluate that one. So, so guys, listening in on this, I, I really think this is uh, something you should pursue if you like cab, <clears throat> Caps Off because uh, I'm really surprised about this one. So, Another so, uh, good, a good Napa... Cab for around the same price point. Um, it actually, it was. I don't know if it's still there. Is that Rutherford Ranch Cab? And we've all had it before. Mm-hmm. Um, not in a couple of years though. It's right around a twenty dollar price point. Don't know if you can get that at like Kroger or, or somewhere. But yeah. you can get it at Total Wine for sure. Mm-hmm. It's, it's they got a billion in the Total Wine. Um, but that's another around this price point. If you're looking for Napa Cab that won't break the bank, it's another one too to yeah. look for. This is good though. Solid buy. Yeah, this is definitely good. Mm-hmm. Very nice. It's gonna be hard to beat this one. <laughs> as far as what we what we're drinking, yeah. this is great. Let me grab the next one. And met Keith while I'm grabbing it. Would you tell us what we're drinking? All right. So I went to Trader Joe's, and I kind of, uh, as I've alluded to, I kind of went on a bit of a mission to say I know Trader Joe's has got some more interesting international wines, and my thought was that at the $20 price range, I might be able to get more value by going for something from uh, like third or fourth growth from France or something from Italy, as opposed to what TJ is going to have from California that is going to be, you know, a Josh or, or uh, the A to Z, which they do have and is, is great, but thought like maybe I can get something else when I was there and honestly I was actually thinking maybe I could like sneak a white in on you guys that really performed at $20 well interestingly enough Trader Joe's really seems to have a sweet spot at around 13 to 15 dollars it, it like and they, they have like wine at seven dollars so it's actually pretty good performers but they really are hitting for more of a 13 to 15 dollar and then somewhere in the 40s with the Reds, they'll have like your Justins and um, like Hess, Rodney Strongs and those, but not a lot of representation at the $20 level. So what I wound up with is a Cecilia Beretta Valpolicella uh, Amarone della Valpolicella. 
So it is. I, I, I had butchered <laughs> the pronunciation. I don't know. I think you might have Valpolicella. Valpolicella. So I don't know if it's Amarone or Amarone, but Amarone. Somewhere where you are in Georgia, it's Amarone. So this came in right again <laughs> in 1999, um, and to be an Amarone, uh, there's a lot of labor and uh, time involved with this because the the process is they pick the grapes. You have to dry them. They're picked usually in. Uh, in early October, and you have to dry them on straw mats until uh, the least December first. Yes, they are. They're raising. Are you serious? Yeah. So, and they lose at least sixty percent of their fluid rate. And this is a DOCG in the Italian uh, part of the EU. It is Denominazione di Orne Controlle e Garantia. So it is. The highest level of rating as far as uh, just you know the controls on how the wine made. made, how it's made, yeah. and where it is, and harvested from. So again, picked in early October, dried on straw mats until at least December. It's got to lose at least sixty percent of the water, and then when it is uh, fermented. It has got to be fermented to at least 14% alcohol. This and, is 15. And this so bad boy's command, it's actually 15.4. Oh, is, it, is, wow. is this the biggest one of the night? Is this bigger yeah. than the BV? Yeah, the BV yeah. is 14.6. So yeah, so this yeah. is the biggest one so of the night. Yeah, it's definitely last. the biggest. And that's why, it, so... We've got flight of stairs to climb. I, you, you can crawl up them. Yeah, that's fine. Go around the So bef- before so. we get into the tasting, I will say, you know, we talked about not getting any help when you go typically to a grocery store. Trader Joe's would be a little bit different, right? Yes. I mean, they've got people in there that really know what they're doing, really know what they're talking about, and can steer you in the right direction. I mean, so so is that what happened here, or did you just kind of... In this instance, I was just, I was on my own. Mm -hmm. They actually, they asked if they could help. I said I'm kind of looking for something specific this time. Mm -hmm. They honestly have steered me well in a lot of instances in the past. But really, again, they know their market. The average bottle of wine in this country sells for $11. So they're not, and Trader Joe's is not going to be one to say, if you like $11 wine, let's step you up to $20. Um, So I was looking for that, and oddly enough, that seems to be kind of a low spot in their inventory. They have a lot. They have a lot of great stuff at like $13. And then they have a lot of what you'd expect the... Forty to fifty-five dollar, but not a lot. Right around twenty dollars. Hmm. And on the whites, it was La Crema, uh, kind of the Chateau Saint Michel Indian Wells or Indian Wells, yeah, like the second tier up on the whites, but not not a lot at this level. That wasn't probably more marketing than than. Hmm. So this grape is it. Produced throughout Italy? Is it a certain no. region? You may you may have said that if you did, I apologize. No, it is, so uh, it is only harvested in one area. It is kind of the northeastern area of Italy. It is just above uh, in Piedmont. No, it's northeastern, north of Verona. Okay. So um, not quite into the mountains, uh, further east, but it's a very small harvesting area. Uh, it is a blend of Corvina. At least 60%. This one, I believe, is 95%. Uh, Rondinella and Molinara are the two other common blending grapes. 
but there are about five or six others that yeah. they can use. So, thoughts, initial thoughts? I haven't tasted it yet. Off, on the nose, it kind of has that, I don't know, old world smell to yes. it, right? It's got that little dank yeah, dust, nice. kind of little earth, got earth it's got a bit of earthy, not earthy yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, like a, like a Willamette. Yeah, slightly, in the, in the same it's, neighborhood, but not, not near nearly as, as, yeah. it's, as it's, it's a yeah. it's a drier earth it's yeah. not a it's not a muddy forest floor it's more Correct. of a dusty yeah a little dusty david what are you getting um definitely kind of plummy and um it's earthy i, I tell mm. you i have i've had a couple sips of it if you get a piece of that cheese over there that's yeah. not that's not really um yeah, really sharp, and, and then drink this. It, 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 it really does mel- it, it out. That this Amaranth is usually, I mean, twenty dollars for a bottle is cheap. It's, it's usually yes. thirty dollars is usually the lowest you can go. And 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 it usually, as far as um, I think availability or how much they make, if they don't make, it's kind of above everything. You know, there's there's um, there's Barolo, Brunello. Amarone, and and then below below uh, Barolo you have um, you know, Barbera, Chianti. You know, yeah, it's a very small growing. Thing. It is a very small growing area. Yeah. If you look on the map of, of where uh, Amarone is grown, it's like two tiny little plots north of Verona, and it's. It's not that much, and then two. I feel like I'm in a Shakespeare so, play. Yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> hey, I know. Then there's other Valpolicellas and Montagues, and and I apologize to anyone that actually can speak with an Italian accent. I I know I'm butchering this. I I take full responsibility. Uh, I've had a, a lot more uh, repassos, which is less involved and less specific on how you grow the or how you treat the grapes. And in fact, what you do is you take the same Corvina and blends and you ferment them and the Repasso, you actually pour the wine over the grape must that you use, thank you, to make Amarone. And that actually, so that gives like what might be a thinner, weaker wine. It gives it more flavor, punches it up. It also tends to bring out a lot of tannins. So this does not have those tannins. And I will say, since you've dried the wine so much, typically, you can get a lot of uh, extraction flavors. And to be anti-Parker, Parker suddenly loved Amarone's about a dozen years ago because, it, again, it was that big hit of flavor. It was that fruit-forward kind of thing because half the water's gone from the grape. Mm-hmm. And that kind of really made them popular, and then they really became... Uh, targeted towards that approach and a lot of them can be just in your face just really thick really heavy oh my god you've got to cut this with food because it's just so much this actually is pretty good Mm -hmm. i'm really enjoying this i have to say this is a well well purchased (laughs) bottle of wine um i don't know that i've ever had a amarone or amarone however we're pronouncing it i I didn't think I didn't think you had. And, no, um, this is really, really good. It's like it's like a Pinot Light, if if, if I would describe it that way. It's and got red fruit. Similar definitely. similar um, texture and structure and taste and smell to a Pinot, but 
You know, it's got that low like, tannin. Maybe I like it so much yeah. because, like I said, my love hate relationship with Pinots. I'm, I'm more on the, you know, the lighter side of it. So this this is really good. I, I enjoy this. That's interesting. You compare it to a Pinot, though. There's a there's a cherry flavor in there in here that I think, and it does it like a Pinot. It is very low tannin. Yeah. Uh, in tasting this, there's it is got a really nice uh, acid profile, but there's not a lot of tannins gripping. Um, it is high alcohol, but it's not too hot, and seems to be holding, you know, it's balanced well. Yes, this isn't as, to me, it's not as delicate as, like, a peanut. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely more, like David said, I get more dark fruit than a peanut. I get definitely more plum, more of, like, a currant, and I don't get the, the tart of it. I do get the, um, it's not as, like, going from the BV to this. It's definitely not as, you know panic as that one. No, right. Um, it's, it's, it's good. I've, I've only had a couple of Amarones before. Um, so this is good. Yeah, this is only I one like I've had. And this is it's a good pull, too, because, you know, if you're going to a grocery store, you may not think, you know, to get something like an Amarone, but it just shows you you can get, yes. um, depending on which grocery store you go to, a you know, an Italian wine or maybe a French wine or something there as well. You just don't have to go to your specialty yeah. shop for it. You and, and, and you know, I would have never bought this, right, at Trader Joe's because I'm not familiar with it. Mm-hmm. So this kind of is another example, not only on a price point, but looking at maybe varietals that you're not as familiar yes. with, it's okay to, to, to give it a shot because you never know. I mean, I, like I said, I would have never, if I'm in Trader Joe's and I'm like, okay, I want to get some for 20 bucks. I would have never bought this, yeah, but this is agree. this is this is solid. I mean, I would definitely buy it. Yeah, and if you had one, you know, that was you know forty dollar or fifty dollar, or even you know, thirty, forty, fifty dollar, a little bit older, you would most likely like that too. If you like this this twenty fifteen, so mm-hmm. no, this is good. Yeah. I, I like it. And I will say, so and David pointed something out that I missed earlier. This is a 2015. <clears throat> Typically, these are held for about five years before the release. Mm-hmm. So it's the, you're going to see the 2015s. This is the newest vintage that you'll you'll see on the market. Well, and I was just reading. I don't know if it's true at Amarone that 2015 in Italy, at least in the um, Piedmont region, was like a stellar year, like Barolos and Brunellos. And just all kind of all, everything yes. starts with a B. Um, they all like had banner growing seasons in Italy. So I wonder if for Amarone, I mean, it's a, like you said, it's northeast, so it's, it's not quite in Piedmont. So, so Piedmont's about like north, northwest, west. west. Yeah. It's, it's actually flip flopped. It's on the <laughs> no, it's north. Northwest Piedmont is northwest, yeah. and this is northeast. Mm-hmm. Okay. And but it's still not quite into Alps. the mountains and the Alps, yeah. where you start getting into the whites of yeah. uh, the Fiano side. Sorry, I've lost it. But uh, this is the Cecilia Beretta. They said that in 2015 they had some record high temperatures in July and August and very low rain, but it didn't interfere with the ripening process. Mm-hmm. So uh, they're pretty proud of this this year. Mm-hmm. So it is kind of the same. Yeah, I think 2015 Italian wine is a mm-hmm. banner year as far as definitely. I know the, the Brunellos are yes. very highly... And they just came out too. You know, the twenty, yeah. mm-hmm. their five-year lag on that too. We just pulled those Brunellos. That's why we got those Brunellos because 
that's why. And our yeah. token shout out to Last Bottle of Wines is they just had um, these Brunellas that came out, and on the description they said this is like the probably this is like the, one of the best growing seasons ever for Brunellos in particular. Um, they had this bottle up. So. Well, they they actually said that they think it that that it's the best. They're calling it the best vintage of ever Brunello ever since Julius Caesar <laughs> rode unicorn right. Through. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Before Parker. <laughs> well, he was there for Caesar. Didn't he, didn't he rape the first vintage? Yeah. Back in, in like the second Roman Empire. And he rated it in Roman numerals. You're doing this wrong, Padre. <laughs> I'll give this a CVXI. He held up. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, this has been great. I think this is a um, this is a great idea, and I think for a couple of borderline. I don't think we're wine snobs. I think we might be on the borderline of that. So we, we haven't yeah. completely crossed over the no. threshold. So I think it's refreshing to know that you can go in and you know get a bottle of wine at your local grocery store for twenty bucks or less. That is really really solid. And the fact that you know this isn't something that we put a whole lot of effort or thought or, or research into. It's kind of we went to the store, we yeah. found something, and we got it. And you know, if it turns out. Yeah. I think every single thing we had time was I, really good, yeah, and, yeah, I, yeah, and I would buy it again. So I think it was a really good exercise. Agreed. Yeah, and yeah. you should and you should really download Vivino and take a picture and look at the ratings. I mean, it's yeah. I think all of us use it religiously, and, and it's really accurate. Uh, look at the ratings, but read, read the yes, ratings, yeah, yeah. right? Exactly, because I, mean, I think we we all get like. The suckling ninety two or the four point one or whatever the case may be, all those numbers mean various Nothing. different things. But if you can but look at exactly, some people who yeah. rate a lot of wines and, and see what they they comment on and see what they're specifically saying about it, that's when you can I think you can yes. really see some some value in, in, and in a great point. See, like if there if you like certain flavors mm-hmm. and they're saying if you hear or see that in there, and I think Vivino has like a sliding chart. Of like bold or soft and that, but read through if there if you like getting chocolate notes and a lot of people are saying they get chocolate notes. That's a great way to possibly try a grape or a varietal or a bottle that you wouldn't have thought of otherwise, and expand your knowledge and and try it. And we're not, you know, it's not trivial. It's twenty dollars. It's but it's not a huge investment where you think, oh my god, I, I better like this right. or. You know, is it my lacking or anything else? It's you can't go to the movies anymore, so it's a movie ticket and some popcorn. I would say it's an Andrew Jackson, but you can't use cash anymore. Yeah, you can't, no change. Right. No change. That's right. <laughs> I got to do it all my pennies. Aluminum and change. Actually, well, pennies are worth supply. more than a penny now because there's a shortage. Isn't that right? Signing off. This is Chris, Mike, David, and Keith. And thank you for listening. Stay toasted. Cheers. Stay toasted. One day it'll take And they'll start to make Shirts that fit right Till then I suppose I still got that's close And that's alright